Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Now, how many sick days do you uh, do you get in a year through your work? Do you usually use them up? Uh, yeah, I can uh, I can honestly say that I'm not one, and Lucky, I know, has said this as well. We're not people who use many of our sick days, and we let no. them go. And you really should. They're yours. You should take them if you right. want. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm not one to really call in. I have to really be down and out. Uh, to, to use a sick day. But I think the, we've all changed a little bit, I think, in that nowadays, you know, someone says, oh, I've got a head cold or maybe i got the flu. I think we, we want them to stay home. I know in this business we've always said stay home because we work in these little confined booths right. and the germs can spread around pretty easily. But I think we want people to – we want to avoid, I think, more. Yes and no. I, I, I think – it also depends on the makeup of your workplace, right? Mm. In, in this environment, we know the people who have to fill in for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, should that happen, uh, that we can't make it in? One, it's a very awkward and uncomfortable and feel bad for it phone call at three o'clock in the morning to mm. someone saying, Hey, you've got to go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't make it in. Uh, and, or we've had situations where heroes have had to go solo. Uh, because you just couldn't call someone in in time. You're right. And it's not like the people who are waiting to get called in are hoping for it to get overtime mm. when they do get called in. That happens in a lot of professions, right? It's like, okay, there's a lineup of people waiting for overtime and looking for it. Happens around the holidays. People yep. get, you know, I don't know, quote unquote sick around Christmas time and the holidays. But there's people who are saying, yeah, I'll take double time and a half. Why not? Sure. Bring it on. Yeah. Uh, and so in those scenarios, we don't feel bad calling in sick mm. because you know there's someone waiting for it and you know, the company will cover it or the organization will. Yeah, a lot of people uh, were asked about taking sick days and what is deemed to be uh, reasonable to use a sick day. And, you know, so many people, when asked the question, we all want to come across as heartfelt and warm and caring for our fellow human being and co-workers. And yet when push comes to shove and someone calls in sick, we get mad because chances are now their workload becomes your workload. Right. Uh, because when people say, uh, should you call in sick for just a cold? Almost everybody says no. If it's just a head cold, go to work. The flu, still. A lot of people saying, no, go to work. Yeah, See? that's, that's more surprising now, yeah. especially when people are saying, yeah, I don't, I don't need to get this again and I don't want anything to do with it. The COVID, like a quarter of people say, no, it's not a sick day. Wow. It's weird, right? So I guess just go to work and, uh, spread it around. Uh, if you have a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment, it's not believed that you should take a sick day. How about to get vaccinated for the flu shot? That type of thing. No, not a whole sick day. Right. Uh, yeah, you could just do that in a couple of minutes, really. But, yeah. Uh, you know, when I was talking uh, online here, I was chatting with Dave about this when we talked about it earlier, and, and he was saying kind of the same thing, that that um, sick days, sometimes you just need a mental health mm. day as well. And it's tough to call it a sick day because people seem to get a, to take offense to that right. when you just need a break. And, I, you know, I kind of countered that it used to be. That was what a vacation day was for mm-hmm. right? if you just needed a day off you just take a vacation day you didn't call it a sick day but perhaps all of our days should just be called personal days mm-hmm. because it's no one's business what you're using for using it for anyway right yeah no true now don't most companies have 
your vacation day, your sick days, and, and like me days? Isn't that, isn't that a not, thing? Not most. Some do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and some have more than others. Mm. Where it's just you can take a personal day here and there when you need a personal day for whatever it may be. I, I think, you know, personally, I would just say, you know, if, just count it all. Vacation or or personal yeah. days are all the same. Use them right? any way you want. You them. use them however you want to use them. However, maybe there's a lotted bank of, you know, six or ten a year mm. of sick days where if you were to provide a doctor's note, your personal day would be converted to a sick day. Yeah, people uh, <laughs> in, in our core were just mean. If you had to go to a funeral... Like a quarter of people say, no, that's not a sick day. Right. What, what if it's your funeral? <laughs> and like 6% of people think you shouldn't take a sick day to have surgery. Wow. Okay, I'll have the heart transplant in the morning, yeah. and I'll make sure I'm there in the afternoon. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I guess again, thing- again we're, I think it's just all about us. And of course, you know, yeah. how is this going to affect me? Oh, yeah. If I have to do more work to cover for you, then no, you're not taking that sick day for <laughs> anything. No, exactly. Yeah, we don't want to uh, be put out for a second. I would suggest uh, taking sick days for another job interview. <laughs> Probably not a great idea either. I, I would think if you asked any shoplifting expert... They would tell you that the dumbest time to steal something is probably when there's a cop in the store. <laughs> I'm no expert or anything. I've just read this. Uh, so it'd be even worse if the store was filled with police officers. A man was arrested for allegedly trying to steal from a Walmart while the store was hosting a shop with a cop event. Right. There were about 40 cops shopping with kids <laughs> in the Walmart at the time. Goodness. <laughs> and he figured <laughs> they'll be busy. <laughs> they'll never notice me. <laughs> Not surprisingly, he had drug paraphernalia on him at the time, including a meth pipe. So <laughs> maybe he's just up for a challenge. I mean, it's so easy just to rob a store on any given day. What are the odds they pick that day? What is it about <laughs> shoplifting? And it's it's a thing I, I, kids go through. There's a certain window of time. Maybe I always think it's like I think if I remember. My any shoplifting stuff. It was like grade seven or eight. That kind of that period, you know, mm. be the first time that a buddy would say, oh, stick that chocolate bar in your pocket. Or, right. I remember being such an idiot when I was a kid that I thought it wasn't shoplifting if you ate the food in the store. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally piling back like ice cream sandwiches and I'm covered like, you know, ear to ear across my cheeks in ice cream uh, sandwiches and then the a security guard or somebody in the store stops me and they said are you eating those ice cream sandwiches no no I'm not and right I'm coated in it turns out yeah that's still stealing yeah we've reached in the age at our house where it's uh, you know hey can we go can I go to the mall and hang out with my buddies and and I read kind of the riot act before going that first time and said listen you know you can't get involved with stupid crap mm-hmm. if your buddies are doing it. You can't mm-hmm. get egged on. You gotta, you gotta learn to make smart decisions on your own. Yeah. And you know, no problem with you going and hanging out, whatever. And, um, you know, you, you can be on your own and, uh, but you've got a part of that learning process. Mm-hmm. Part of growing up is learning when, when to make smart decisions. So make sure you make a smart one. And get, if your buddies are doing it, get the hell out of there. Do you ever get caught shoplifting anything? No. No, I didn't. I buddies who did. And uh, and and some quite seriously actually. Oh really? More than just the candy bar stuff. I remember stealing like a uh some kind of rubber ball and uh would be like at the grocery store at the time where they had like a toy section in the middle of it. 
I guess I had been with my dad at the grocery store and we get home and he's pulling the groceries out and I'm standing there in the driveway like an idiot bouncing this ball. And he looks at me and he goes, where'd you get that from? I went, oh, I always had it. He goes, no, you didn't. <laughs> we took it, dad. So he marched me uh, right back to the uh, grocery wow. store. Wow. Found the manager, made me apologize. Yeah, I got caught. I got caught more often than I got away with it. <laughs> and I kept, I'm as dumb as this guy at the Wally. <laughs> Oh yeah, I went. I, I think we all do. Well, you know, or many of us. Obviously, not you. You're a saint. But right. you know, I. Uh, I just said I never got caught. <laughs> what were you big on taking? Uh, well, again, with, with friends, probably just little candies and yeah. crap from the store, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, those candies were five cents at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So it wasn't wasn't breaking any banks, but but yeah, you go through that learning process of the gimme gimme stage. Yeah. Uh, uh, And some of us never grow out of it. No. Uh, (laughs) There was a a little candy store in a strip mall near my junior high that probably when they dreamed up the idea to be nothing but a candy shop near a junior high, they probably thought, we're going to make a fortune here on these kids. Problem was, these kids robbed this poor place blind constantly. Right. Like, you know, there was one little old man who worked in there, and it, it was our lunchtime, so we'd walk over, and there was a fish and chips place, I remember. And every now and then, my mom would throw me a couple of bucks back when fish and chips was actually a cheap meal, which it's not anymore. Um, but I get like my fish and chips and then we'd all have that and then we'd all scurry into this candy store and there would be dozens of us in this tiny little kind of max milk sized place. And we just raided the place like, constantly. There was, right. You know, there was no way he could take us all down. Maybe somebody paid for a gum and then I don't know, 12 other kids walked out of there with about 40 bucks a crap. We had something called, I think it was called the hasty market. It was very much like, um, like a bulk barn yeah. type situation. You walk in there, just bins of everything. Yeah. Yeah. A dozen of us right by the bus stop. Right. Everyone would walk in, you know, I think someone would pay for about $2 worth of candy and everyone would be full <laughs> when they walked out. What did you get up to outside of taking me out for a date on Friday yes, night? Lucky, right. Lucky bought me wings. I went, we we had... went back on the, uh, went to some old hots and yeah. jumps and the, and the tartan. Yeah. Rubbed some shoulders with some old pally's ears. Uh, yeah. Well, I wasn't expecting to, to, to see anybody there, but, mm. um, it, it is a crazy environment. I've been to that pub in a very long time, and uh, and one of those, you know, the kind of staples of growing up. Mm. Certainly, if you're in the Oshawa area, you grew up going to the Tartan, and uh, and there, uh, it just a weird setup where it was like pub in the front mm. and club in the back, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you'd have to line up at one point twice mm. because you'd have to line up to get in originally, and then line up to get into the back room if you want to go back there. Now, you and I didn't venture into the back, no. but a mix of ages coming out of there for sure. Yeah, that whole area, that whole strip plaza. I was actually back in there a Sunday yesterday grabbing some groceries. And once again, the nightmare that is my life, a four-foot-two woman moving a massive F-150 through there <laughs> that obviously she uses on her... Side gig is a hydro wire expert. <laughs> Must be. She's got all her equipment to climb all those poles across the cr- uh, countryside. This woman, for the life of her, could not manage, once she got it out of the spot, to swing it around and make the big left out of the lane to get into the main driving part across. Right. And literally, lucky, I'm telling you, forwards and backwards at least 25 times, the lineup to get into the plaza stretched out to Whitby. <laughs> By the time she moved it along, and I and I just oh the the 
it's it's just ridiculous. And I don't know if it's um I just see more pickup trucks out here. Maybe GM is part of that. I don't know. There seems to be a lot of pickup trucks. And I'm to the point now with the pickup trucks that unless you can show me certification that you actually need that truck for right. more than a hockey bag and some groceries, you're paying hefty fines. Even if you are getting it for the hockey bag and groceries, I, I like I, I must admit I look at it sometimes in the in the hockey arena parking lot with some jealousy in the fact that I don't have to smell that equipment <laughs> the whole way home. But I, uh, I I look at it and say like it, it would be one thing. If they were incredibly cheap, mm. but they're not. No, all these big ones that you see riding around here are sixty, seventy grand for well, these insane. things. Yeah, they're insane. Well, you know, and listen, I know that I'm petty and judgmental. Right. I I know this of me, so it's probably just me. I don't know everybody's backstory, and she could be laying pipe for a living. What do I know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, but here was the other thing that happened. It might not be hers as well, perhaps. It's probably a family vehicle. Right. But, um. Or the one she wouldn't prefer to be driving. I'm at the gas station on a Saturday afternoon. And, and I pull in and in pulls this, I think it's a Cadillac SUV. Okay. It's the size of a Winnebago, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful looking vehicle, but the thing is massive. And they pull up. And it's a man and a woman in there. And they're sitting and gabbing for a second. And then he gets out. And then she gets out. Now, I don't know why she had to get out. He was filling up the car. I don't know what she was doing. He's decked out. And again, I know I'm judgmental and <laughs> and petty. He gets out and he is decked out head to toe in Lululemon. Okay. As is she. Right. And I, what are we doing? A fashion show out here? <laughs> I... First of all, what do you need a vehicle that big for? And why do you have to walk through life with the quiet brag? You know, you get the humble brag on. Uh, it's right. a quiet brag. When you put yourself on display like that, it's the very quiet, look at us, look at how great our life is. Now, I will say this, and again, I don't know them. Maybe they run sickly children to the hospital back and forth, and mm-hmm. that's why they need a vehicle that size. Perhaps. But I'm guessing not. <laughs> I really have an appreciation for anybody who has done very well in their life, but never shows it. Mm. There is, I know what I've got, and I don't need to prove anything to you. You've been listening to that Howard Stern interview a little more, where he talks about how he didn't like Oprah. Yeah, no, he doesn't want to flash his money. You know how I've always been with people who are showy, right? You, You know, it's always rubbed me the wrong way. But it really bugs me with those who walk through life like with that look at me now. Maybe they probably worked very hard for the, mm-hmm. what they have. And if they want to treat themselves to those luxuries, who am I to judge? Well, I am me to judge. Right. And I've decided you're an annoying, horrible human being. <laughs> you're going to judge anyway. <laughs> Bob McGrath. You might not remember the name right away. But he was on Sesame Street, and he was there right from day one, November 10th, 1969. He's with the show right through till 2016. Wow. Just passed away at his home in New Jersey, 90 years old. No word on the cause of death. Quite the career, though. Big Bird did it. (laughs) (laughs) Got my eye on that grouch. Uh, Bob started singing at the age of five. Sang in the Seventh Army Symphony Orchestra for two years while he was in service. He also was popular in Japan where he released albums of folk songs and ballads in Japanese. Really? Yeah, he also sang on an NBC show called uh, Sing Along with Mitch in the early 60s. And he would sing at funerals. 
Of course, all of us remember this tune. It was a classic from our youth. You know, I feel like meeting somebody around the neighborhood today. How about it? Oh, oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, say, who are the people in your neighborhood? Well, they're the people that you meet when you're walking down the street. They're the people that you meet each day. Song doesn't hold up anymore because children aren't allowed to meet the neighbors and the <laughs> people in their neighborhood because um, everybody's going to steal them. You said 1969 he started. Yeah, I wonder at what point he was thinking like, how long can this last? I'm mm. talking to a bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking to some eight foot bird. Is this really going to last? Like, I'm going to have to find myself a real acting gig at some point. And he was quite young, and so he probably thought too, oh, this is not getting me laden bars. <laughs> This is, I'm on television, but this ain't sexy TV. So anyhow, a good man who was a part of uh, many, many childhoods. Mm -hmm. Um, Sharon Stone says AIDS advocacy hurt her career. She says it's great to think about it now, but there was stigmatized, celebrities were stigmatized back then trying to help people with AIDS. She says, I started working with different organizations in 1995, and she said her career took a hit after that. She went on to say, I stayed for 25 years until we have AIDS remedies being advertised on TV like we have aspirin. Mm. And, you know, I will I will always say of Sharon Stone that I never thought much of her as an actress. And when she got cast in Casino, along with De Niro and Joe Pesci and all of them, I just thought there's not a chance in hell she's going to be able to live up to these guys. And she was fantastic. She stole the show in a lot of ways. Right. Her freaking out, and just, she she was so good in that role. I mean, she was really good in Basic Instinct as well. Most people remember it for like one scene, one scene, the most paused scene of all time. Yeah, but but it was, but the part was fairly basic. Yes, you know. But in Casino, she was just all over the map. Right. I mean, everybody, even James Woods, was so good in that movie. Oh, that's. I, I think I got to watch it again. Yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. More people coming out and saying James Corden is trash. Mel B this time, also known, of course, as Scary Spice from the Spice Girls. I guess she worked with him on a few different things. They're all from Britain, so I'm sure they've crossed paths. And she says, I think you always have to be nice to the people that you work with, whether it's production, camera guys, sound, lighting. We all work for the same thing, so you should be nice. And he hasn't been very nice. Wow. Yeah, and I've heard other celebrities say they don't like him. And it's kind of like the celebrities that came out against Ellen, you know, when she was wrapping up. Yeah. Was a lot of them said she's not that pleasant person she poses to be. Well, and and listen, in in show business, quite often, there is a persona mm-hmm. of, of people. They, they, they give off a certain persona. Ellen was one, mm-hmm. happy and dancing. James Corden as well, same kind of thing. And, you know, that's why when you do that celebrity table, like the people you want to hang out with or, or have mm-hmm. dinner with or something like that, a lot of people just choose based on the people they think they know. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, on a much smaller scale, very similar here, like you play a role, I play a role. The, the truth is I'm the most giving, honest, loving human being you've ever met <laughs> off the air. Oh. <laughs> you play that role well. <laughs> It's Ted Reeder, the godfather of the grill for Hollanda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Teddy, how are you? Not too shabby. Um, Ted, as always, I'm on your Instagram account taking a look at things you're up to. And uh, you always take the most simple foods and really uh, doll them up, really spice them up, really go in a whole complete different route with them. And I noticed you had um, 
pulled together a basic hot dog. There's your, you know, one of the all-time great classics on the grill is the hot dog. But you ended up uh, grilling up carrots and including brie cheese. And that looks like almost a healthy hot dog, Ted. Uh, the carrot hot dog yeah. is what you're talking about. Yes, yes. sir. Well, it's, it's, uh, it, uh, it's not my invention, but uh, it's a fun little thing to do. And if you're if you've got uh, vegetarians in the mix that want to have a hot dog, uh, it's really easy to do as well. So you take some carrots and you peel them down so they look like a hot dog. Mm. All right, and you can use heirloom carrots, you know, the yellow and the reds and the orange and the and the purple carrots that go in there. And you peel them all up and you put them in a little Ziploc bag. Add some uh, fresh herbs like dill or some thyme and a little bit of ginger and seal up that bag and put them in the freezer and let those carrots freeze okay and once okay mm-hmm. now they're in the freezer so you pull them when you want to have your hot dogs you pull them out of the freezer and let them thaw on the counter and what happens is uh, you know when you when you wiggle a hot dog it kind of bounces up and down yep yeah well that's what happens with the thawed carrot is that you've pretty much cooked that carrot and you've broken down the 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 fibers just and just by freezing it, oh. and now you have that carrot starts to pick up the flavors of the ginger. If you wanted to put garlic in there, you could. If you wanted to add some spices, you could. But it now marinates. You fire up your grill, and you grill that carrot like a hot dog. It's amazing. So I was a little confused by all of this because I thought, that looking at the photo, that you had like a hot dog in there, but you just shredded carrot and then grilled those. But no, there is no actual hot dog. The carrot is the hot dog. The ah. carrot is the hot dog. Wow. That's surpri- that sounds surprisingly healthy for a, uh, a Ted Reeser hot dog creation. Hmm. What are we putting on top of this, Ted? A little bit of brie cheese. Okay. Bacon. <laughs> there we go. There it is. A little bit of Helenda's bacon grilled up on top. It's just fantastic. Nice. You know? Now, speaking of bacon, you're going to have a lot of bacon at the uh, Ugly Sweater Teddy Reader Christmas Party at the joint. I understand uh, you are grilling up a full pig. Is this true? This is true. This is true. This coming Saturday night, the 10th. Uh, tickets are still available. You can uh, contact me at ted at tedreader.com or hit me up on my Instagram at tedgrills. And we're doing a, a Sato-style uh, pig on a cross. Uh, there'll be wild cherry smoked brisket, uh, lots of our uh, applewood smoked ribs. And it'll be a feed probably about uh, somewhere in the range of about 10 courses. Wow. Now, yeah. how long... How long- and if you can, explain, I guess, the process of roasting a pig. I remember when I was a kid, I worked at a lodge up in Halliburton. And at the end of every summer, as they were closing down the lodge, they'd have a big party and they'd roast a pig. And I remember it turning on the spit all day long over fire. And as the pig was finishing up, you could literally go and pull the skin off. And it was the most delectable thing I had ever eaten to this day. And I was probably only about 15 or so. I can remember the taste of that pig. So what's the process, Ted? Uh, for us, we're, we're butterflying the pig. So we're splaying it out. You know how we, you, you spatchcock a chicken? Right, yes. Well, you're pretty much doing the same thing with the pig. And we have uh, uh, a cross, and it's called an asado cross. And you strap that pig to the cross, and it uh, hangs over the open fire on an angle. And you cook it, and then you spin it over, and you cook on the other side. 
and it'll take a process of probably depends on how windy and cold it is on Saturday. So we're going to have to battle the weather yeah. a little bit, but somewhere in the range of five to six hours to do that up wow. at the most, at the most. Okay. And then uh, we'll cook up our briskets and it'll be a tasty time. Why don't you just shove that damn pig right there in your Instapot, Teddy? It'll be dead in ten, be dead in ten minutes. <laughs> Teasing me about the Instapot, eh? I got to tell you, the Instapot's a great piece of equipment. Do you know that you could put some pig's feet in that Instapot and in about one hour? Pressure cook them, they'll just be perfect, and then you can take them out to the grill and grill them all up, add a little bit of salt and pepper, and you'll have a tasty treat right there, some trotters. Wow, some trotters, perfect. Right. Maybe that's what we can do. Yeah. Well, you got to love the Instant Pot. Meal, I can tell you that. Say that again. I'll be, I'll be a trotter right after that. <laughs> Well, that's, it's going to be a lot of fun, Ted. And so you've got tickets available still. They can get them through you. And, do they, and does everybody got to wear their ugly Christmas sweater? Is that the deal? you you got to wear your ugly Christmas sweater. And uh, there'll be prizes for the ugliest Christmas sweater. Perfect. And uh, we'll have some fun. Yeah. You know, we're going to wrap it up for the season. And uh, this is the last party of the year until we open again in the spring. And uh, so we're going to have a good time. Nice. All right. So and how can people get the tickets again? Let us know. Ted at tedreader.com or hit me up at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.